I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land that we're actually on today, particularly the Turrbal and the Yagara people of this land, and pay our respects to all the elders from here, the local elders and elders that have arrived in this space to share this great land and this country we're on. And I'd really like to pay our respects also to the First Nations people, the Aboriginal and the Torres Strait Islander people, and with that, I'd like to welcome our guest today, which is a very dear friend uh, who I've had the privilege of working with a number of years, and uh, he's going to tell you a little bit about himself, but please welcome Samoko Akoth. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Greg? Good to see you, my brother. You too, you too, you too. So give, give our listeners a bit of an idea of who you are, where you're from, who's your mob, who's your family? And how you arrived in Australia, how you ended up to be here on this country? It's actually a really nice day to ask that question before prior to last month. Prior to today, I would have given you a very different answer to this question. But um, last night I had the privy to be in a meeting, which is a very old meeting. It's something similar to what the indigenous peoples of Australia would call dream time. In effect, it's a meeting outside of time, beyond time. Mm. Yeah. So in that understanding, I know who I am is the rivers of this planet Earth know me. The mountains echo my memories. The trees are part of who I am. I am a custodian of this planet Earth. Mm. I was born in a landmass, Kanyaboli, which the English call Kenya. And my people are the Earth's people. My language is Luo from Africa, the continent. Mm. But my people are the people of Earth. That's how I describe myself. Why am I in this beautiful country at the moment? Well, as a young person, I found out from one of my fathers that being where I come from, the males of a certain age are your fathers, the women of a certain age are your mothers, and so on and so on. One of my fathers told me that I told them that when I went away, I was going to do a certain number of things, which consequently in 2016, I went back and he said to me, how did you know? And I say, what? So he told me what I told him when I was 10 years old. And he said, no, 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 you, did, you didn't say if, you said when you go away, you're going to do these things. So having worked with you in the uh, neuroscience project, being affiliated with the brain from a tangible Western point of view and a cultural point of view, I understand I am here because I decided to be here. Mm. I wished that I'd be here at this crucial time to be part of that crucial change. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. Yeah, because so many people, in terms of Australia's little sort of history, is that people from the African continent, mm. a lot of them have come here because they've been forced out of their own country and their land, where you've made a decision a long time ago that Australia was part of your journey and part of your place to be. I did. Yeah. I How did. long ago was it you arrived? I arrived in Australia. The first time I ever set foot in Australia was 1993. Mm. I was passing by. And I came here to reside 
what I thought was going to be for a little while in 2001, and I've remained here pretty much permanently. I still travel back to Africa. I still go to other parts of the world. But since 2001, Australia has been my land home, you know, where I am most of the times. So are you a, are you a citizen of Australia? You're a, you know, one of the passport holders of an Australian or do you hold a dual citizenship? Prior to this date, I would have given you a different answer yes. and I'll reiterate what I said before. Yep. I was privy to be in a meeting that mm. showed me with beyond a doubt, and I know this from my people's ways, you know, there's natural practices of certain indigenous peoples that were shunned and put aside because they pose a threat to the status quo, which is what we're experiencing mm. at the moment. I'm a citizen of this world. Yep. Australia is a name given. Australia is a tribe that existed. But my people, they showed me we could, through a f- different dream times, experience Australia and have communication and exchange ideas and culture and then peacefully go back to where we resided in the physical. So I now refuse to accept myself to be an Australian or an African or this. I'm a human being. I'm a resident of this planet. And I care for all the lands on this planet, all the beings on this planet. I will not be separated by a people, by a title that's been imposed upon a place, a person, or a time. You're a human earth being. I'm a human earth being. Yeah. And I have every single right to be in any land upon this earth if I uphold the law, the L-O-R-E of this planet, which is to treat other beings fairly, the environment fairly, the planet fairly, to give much to the planet and take just what I need. Beautiful. Which is a lot of lessons that a lot of people need to learn from that wisdom. At the precipice of destruction, every human being must arrive to their own humanity. Yeah. (laughs) That's so true. Mm. Now, in your travels, um, I remember you telling me once you've you've travelled to so many other places within the planet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And uh, I remember one story you told me about Taiwan. Mm. Um, And... You can sort of explain that in your words if you want. I just remember it's a beautiful story. Which I mean, there's so many. (laughs) No, well, the one I remember is first it was uh, a group of older um, Taiwanese Ah, uh, people. I think I know where you're going. Tell me if it's wrong. Um, It's one of this really fundamental thing where, you know, I traveled in Taiwan at a time when there wasn't a very strong black presence. Mm. And the villages I went to, indeed, that was absolutely rare. So they'd never seen anything like myself. Mm. And the human being is a curious creature, just like any other creature. So what they do is, um, there's a few incidents. One of them I remember is I was sitting on a bus stop, uh, no, on a bench outside a cafe. I'd had my food to eat. And in Asia, they turn on the air conditioning very, very cold. And I like to be hot. So I finished my food quickly and went and sat on the bench. And this bus of Taiwanese pulled up. Is that the one? Mm. Yeah, they pulled in and um, these old people, like lots, the whole busload literally took turns. I'm sitting on the bench and one person would come and sit or the other one would come and they take photos and they do all these things. They never engaged me in conversation whatsoever. And they did this right to the end and go in the bus and left. And I thought, wow, you know, and I think moments of like that were those um, seeds of knowing that a human being is a curious being. And they might 
appear threatening, but they're not. If you're not threatening in stature, in response, if you just uphold that curiosity with your own, okay, I can see that you've never seen someone like me. Sorry. What we must remember is um, the, I call it the industrial modern mentality or narrative that came from the Western Anglo-Saxon background. The mistake they made when they went to other cultures, other countries, was they did not wait to be seen. By that I mean is um, the very first representation of yourself, of your kind to a strange people sticks and it sticks for a very long time. So if you appear without the patience of allowing the difference to be slowly deciphered for the comfort to reach a certain place, you create this, I look at it like an interception. It's a way you'd go and dam a river or a wall. When the water hits it, you've, you know, you've disturbed the natural flow and it will build and it will build and it will build and you have to kind of keep releasing the pressure. At one point, if so much energy masses behind it, it breaks down those walls. And that's what they did. They came and created an, an interception. Instead of coming in slowly and being grains as part of community and culture, they never did that. So even if they've gone, when the damage is so severe, everything is a bit this way. And sitting with these Chinese people, I looked at them and kind of subconsciously thought of my own history and all the things I'd heard about them. And I said, I don't know that for sure. I'm just going to sit here and see what goes on. It was the best thing I ever did because then words started going around. There's this black guy and they came and they came and I welcomed them. And before I know it, I was one of their family, you know. But didn't some of them come up to you and they were touching your skin? And they were, As I, I kept mean, on traveling and the experiences yeah. kept getting and I kept going into even remote places, the older, older people, they were like, you know what, that's, you know, they'd be like calling each other. They'd come and see who I was. And they'd spit on their hands and try and rub it off and they'd look at me. And I just calmly sat there and just, you know, like, that's a grandma. What am I going to tell her? You know, <laughs> if I'm intelligent and if um, generations do indeed get intelligence, then you must have the intelligence to see that that person doesn't know. Mm. They mean you no harm. Yeah. I think it's fascinating because uh, my little trip to Egypt, um, you know, as a, as a white Anglo, um, and I can remember going out into the streets a yeah. few blocks away and all of a sudden I'm in a shop yeah. and they were all doing a similar thing, taking yeah. photos yeah. because it's what you're not familiar with. Mm. I think the point in Australia, the beauty is that we have so much beautiful diversity really? from people in terms of 200 different, um, we'll call them humans, from mm-hmm. 200 different spaces you know, 200 different places, nations, they would call them. But here a lot of people aren't used to even experiencing these different cultures. And I think one of the things in Australia is, you know, starting with our First Nations culture and then all the travellers that have come here over these hundreds of years and not being afraid, learn about each other's cultures, listen and learn and, and uh, educate ourselves about each other. I don't share that sentiment. No, that's fine. Unfortunately. No. I understand what you're saying. And the way I can explain it is this. Um, if you have three, let's, let's have two bottles of wine. And, you know, someone that's a wine taster come and tastes this one and goes on that one. Mmm. 
very beautiful. It's got a bit of wood, a bit of gray, you know, and the listeners out there are like, wow, that's absolutely amazing. So they buy that wine. But the person that tasted the wine doesn't necessarily know how to grow grapes or make wine. So Australia, from my perspective, is like people that have heard something from a wine taster. This is what cultures are, but they don't know what it means to grow those cultures. So they are absorbing, experiencing, and ricocheting the fruit of this culture. They don't know the seeds of this culture. But when that seed arises, it's really confrontational because I live it in every day. When it's like, actually, this is what an African is like, hey, hang on a second. I'll take an example of BLM, Black Lives Matter. A lot of bullshit, man. The, the, the color of my skin doesn't matter any more than yours. Mm. It protects me from this sun more than it does you. What matters is the content of the black man and the cultural values I hold. If I put that on the table, you don't want to support that as an, as an Australian. You know, we love the way Australians say we should love, the way the narrative says we should love. Families are raised in the same manner. You know, education success has been, you know, coined as by this wine, wine taster and says this is a gold standard. You get what I'm, mm-hmm. where I'm coming up? So on the face value, in terms of taste and flavor, yeah. But when it comes to the heart of it and the seeds of it, it's too, nah, mate, it's a bit too much. You're all bloody Australians. What the hell is that? Yeah, I was going to say, what, what do you think Australia um, thinks it is? Like from your view, when you've met a lot of Australians, do you think they're confused about They're absolutely the- confused. Mm. But not just Australians. The modern being has been removed from value of life mm. and value of humanity. Value of humanity is not pursuing something in front of you. You've got everything within you. You need to unearth and remove what you did. Value is here, me and you, that's it. Mm. That's all we can ever experience and express. So when you have value as a tangible goal that you're going towards and you'll retire to, you're confused. Mm. And if you think that's not true, then I've worked with you. The number of suicides in these societies is way beyond necessary in a modern society. Mm. The number of people with mental illnesses, you know, anxiety and all this, it's because they are confused. The brain is functioning on a physical, tangible arena and human beings are like a biosphere, you know? Yeah. I remember you mentioning to me in your village growing up, you know, and, and even today you said there's very little understanding within where in Kenya mm. of suicides and mental health to the extent that you see in the West. Yeah. You know, because the structure and the way society sort of deals with things is very, very different. Very different. So what can we learn from that? What, what, could, what would be some good takeaways for our listeners to understand? You have to remove knowledge and wisdom from the hand of experts, so-called experts. Mm-hmm. The expert that studies the wine cannot grow the wine to become something that, are you consuming the message or are you consuming the product? You have to remove wisdom and real valuable knowledge from the hand of experts because expertise can be bought, it can be manipulated. That person that grows with you that I've seen time, you have to remove, uh, put value back into older people you have no respect for old people. That is a whole ball of knowledge. They have to put back that um, growth of humanity, that whole spectrum. Bring back the homes, the family, the clans. Mm. The way I identified myself, 
you, it's not you, Greg. It's mm. everything that makes you, makes you Greg. Mm. I need to know that so that when I care for you, I'm caring for you and everything that is you. Mm. So the Western people need to bring this back. It's not about you. No, it's do about you think us. they're very self-driven or, you know, is that part of the issue? There's selfish. A, yes. Not self-driven, selfish. Yeah, selfish. Yeah. We've worked on the brain, mm. both of us. So, you know, like once you understand the brain, you can manipulate it. Mm. And the people that pay their mortgage, go to work every day are innocent victims of a manipulation yep. because they've been given the wrong goalposts. And people will strive for a goalpost, mm. you see, but they've been given the wrong goalpost over a period of time. It's not helping. Mm. People say, can you prove the other side? I said, maybe I can't, but can you prove yours? Are people not killing themselves? Of course they are. Domestic violence? You tell me, is mm. it a safe country, Australia? People say, hey, man, at least it's safe. You go ahead and take the police off the streets for one month. You find if Australia is a safe place. It's not. Mm. They talk about a lot of domestic violence and yeah. so on. Yeah. Um, shifting topics to your music. I mean, you're a music man. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell the listeners about what you do, where you've performed. I mean, I've had the honour and the pleasure of performing with this man and his uh, Good brother, Nee, yeah. um, from Ghana, uh, also now an Australian yeah. um, <laughs> and an Earth being. Yeah. <laughs> I've performed in many territories and many lands upon this beautiful Earth with a whole spectrum of people where it's an old grandmother on the street, you know, kids in daycare, um, festivals, celebrations, weddings, universities. I've performed in every single spectra of existence. And the music that um, I represent can be termed as African music. I call it soul music, not soul as in the soul that you understand, mm. but if you look at it from a scientific quantum science point of view, the instrument that I incidentally or maybe it came to me as a destiny that I play has a very similar harmonic resonance and frequency as a human heart. Mm. What is it called, that instrument? What is we it? have an instrument from my people called Nyatiti. It looks like this, but it's not the same instrument. This was accidental in its creation. Mm. And I'm um, traveling through many parts of the world and spending some time with the Buddhist monks in Asia. They listen to it and through the translation, that's what they, they say, the chi is like a human heart, you know. And you've listened to it. Mm. Every time I played, the people just respond to it. It's like everyone knows it, but they don't know it. That's like love. Everyone knows love, but you don't, love, you don't mm. know love. You know, it's part of you. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I call it soul music, like a soul harp. Sam, <laughs> just thinking about Australia in a sense of, how, how do you think we could help it in its future for healing its own trauma and the unification of the people that share this land? Do you have any thoughts on that? I do. I do because being human and being part of the human family, we have answers. Yep. But the answers are not easy. You know, we are looking for easy solutions. We are looking for solutions that won't hurt our people. Those ones don't exist. Mm. Real healing is a hurtful thing. It's like that person that goes back into trauma and faces the demons to heal. That's what healing is. One of the things that we need to do is um, 
we need to say, stop going forward. There's no forward. If you can't look back in absolute truth and absolute honesty and what, what's that word in English? Vulnerability of where you've been, you can't move forward. Mm. It's like being in a car that doesn't function. It's falling apart in the middle of the highway. It's running, you know, horrible speeds. The person that's driving the car doesn't know where they're going, but the passenger's like, don't worry, we'll get, where are you going? The thing is, we're healing to where? Mm. There's nowhere to go because we're healing with the pain pushing us forward. We need to stop, turn, and look back and actually travel backwards in time and address. You cannot fix the past, but you can walk bravely towards it until a point where that interception arrived in that, that dam in that river when I spoke about. That needs to, you need to go back to that point and deconstruct that dam together mm. so that the natural flow can continue. Remember, the people that were here, the natural flow of their life was, was disrupted in such a manner that it's never recovered. There's no forward. Mm. Until we acknowledge where you that is. You go back mm. to that point and dismantle that point. Mm. Very good, very good yeah. point. And create that natural flow once again. Because you can teach the mind what you want, mm. but your genes carry a different message. Your DNA carries a different message. And as you grow, it's like a seed. A seed is a small thing. When you throw it on the ground and look after it, it grows, and all of a sudden it becomes a plant. When they grow and they get older, all the DNA inside mature, all the genetics mature and there's memories inside and it's like hang on my mind tells me I should be right but my inside is saying I, I'm not okay mm. so you need to go back together and say it is not okay it was not okay I'm not talking about taking people's land and doing and I'm not talking about p paying people money I'm talking about a, a journey of humanity a real journey of humanity going back to that point and addressing that point mm. And it's not those people in um, Canberra. It's not those parliamentarians. It's not those leaders. It's the average people. The mountains and the rivers feed the ocean. You don't find the solution in the ocean. If the toxicity is coming from this side, we must address it from that side, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So um, your own family, you've got how many children? Seven. You've got seven. Wow. <laughs> yeah, all this You're a busy too. man. 21 and the youngest being two. That's amazing, Sam. Yeah. That is so amazing. Yeah. And you've recently bought your own property up in, the, up in the hinterlands? I did what the government said we should do. I'm very glad to be a custodian of a piece of land. Yes. I'll, I will keep referring the language the way it should be. We shouldn't have to buy anything that is part of this earth. Mm. We were given this earth and this is part of the problems. You want to go mm. forwards as Australian? You need to look at the seed of the people that used to live here. They didn't have fences. Yeah. They didn't buy things. They passed it down in generations. You want them to go forward in your eye. You understand other mm. cultures as Australians? No, you don't. You did the same wine. Mm. No, you have to go back. So I did what the government asked us to do. As soon as I had that, I said to Waranga, yes. indigenous fella here, man, this was your home. Come, let's live. Mm. And anyone that comes there, say, thank you, this is your home. Come, let's share this space. I'm just a custodian holding it. Mm. Mentality, the narrative must be dismantled. Yep. 
in every single way, shape, and form. Mm. Beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is why I love this man. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Australia has its a couple of little issues that um, one of my other co-hosts sort of shared with me and said there are some controversial issues that sort of have trapped us too. One is um, the Aboriginal flag. One is, you know, recognition or some sort of treaty, you know, with um, the colonists, you know, from the First Nations people. And the other is Australia Day or Invasion Day. Um, Do you have any thoughts about any of those three topics? They're just parts of a division. Which flags did they hold before the colonists came? None. It's None. not about Didn't the even flag. Know they existed. Nah. It's not about the flag. Which day did they celebrate? Was it a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, 25th? They didn't. It's just another thing. The seeds, you must go back to that point. Mm. All these things are a product of that, the first biggest deceit. Mm. And a treaty? I'll make a treaty with you. I want to come home to your place. I want to take your wife. I want to make your children my children. I want to live in your home. And then I want you to sign a treaty with me to be peaceful in your home. Would you like that? No, thank you. No. <laughs> so this treaty thing, they must, they, must, they must be welcomed. They must go back to this point mm. and ask to be welcomed. Mm. They must ask to be welcomed. Mm. Without that welcome, there's an old law, L-O-R-E, that binds this earth without welcome, without consent, you shall never be part of it. Mm. You will always be an outsider and your generations will suffer from it. Mm. That's a traditional etiquette that's Mm. been kept for a long time. When you become one of the people, you no longer have to... I'd like to um, thank the traditional custodians because you're fraudulent. You're not welcome. We must face hard times and go back and be welcomed. It's possible. The Mm. funny thing, it's so possible, it's so easy. But it means to dissolve the whole idea of you stewarding the boat. Mm. Go back and be welcomed. Sit and watch and Mm. wait. It's a very good, very good idea. I think we'll change that tomorrow. Is it an idea though? It's a truth. It is a truth. It is a truth. And and, um, I'll speak because... I hold seeds of an indigenous culture. When the English came to my country, they say we sold slaves. We didn't. If you go to Kenya today, they will give you. If you need people, my brother would come and be with you and live with you to help you build your country, mm. you know, become part of you. We welcome people. Forget the treaties. You sign a treaty if you know you're wrong. Mm. Do you sign a treaty with your family, with your kids? You don't. They're your family. You sign a treaty if you know you're wrong. It's fraudulent. Mm. When you want to claim ownership over, ownership over something, you sign a treaty. You find humanity, humility. You walk back and say, you know what? I wasn't part of it. I'm a product of it. Man, I'm sorry. How can we go? Seek forgiveness. Mm. Human beings are fantastic. I don't see the indigenous people of Australia saying, I'll take all of your lands. At the moment, the rhetoric is like that because they're not being heard. No one's actually thinking, but how do they function? How do they function? They had borders which were natural rivers. 
mm. not man-made. And people went across those lands because they came in respect. They waited to be invited. They waited to be invited. They to got this date, to you enter. have never been invited. Yeah. To this date, mm. you can say as much sorry as you want. You are not invited. Mm. You're enforcing your presence in here. And when I say that, it's the narrative that controls the government and the country. Mm. Well, that's the truth. That's the truth, Sam. That's the what I love about difficult. you. Yeah. You're, you're always a clear thinker. I am because, as, like I said, I got privy to go into a meeting. If I speak about it, oh, the conspiracy theory, hey. I say, hang on a second. How do you know? Mm. The human brain, the experts themselves say you're functioning at about 10%. What about the other 90%? So I'm going to base my faith on 10%? Because if you told somebody, you go somewhere, you have a 10% chance of coming out alive. They'll be like, ah, mate, nah. But the expert telling me now, 10% of your knowledge, that's the whole knowledge. It's fraudulent yet again, you know? Mm. We used our DNA, part of knowledge, our genetics. We connected to the universe and took the knowledge from the trees, from the plants. We used psychedelics. We expanded the mind and went outside of this earth and spoke with other peoples from other planets. All our old systems talk about other planets and other peoples. It's not impossible. No. Well, I, I, when you say things like that, I always think of the Dogon tribe, one of the African tribes that mm. had mapped out on the ground uh, the exact location of stars that aren't even, you can't see with the naked eye, that only people that had invented telescopes realised that these were Sirius A, Sirius B. You know, these were planet, a planetary system that you couldn't see through the um, your plain eye. We, 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 we went there. We still got there. Some of us that still have the ability got there. Mm. Last night, I'm telling you as I'm sitting looking at this camera, I was privy to one of those meetings. It's very old. Mm. It's very old. But you cannot access it through your mind. You have to go there in a different scape. Some people call it dream time. They call it a jogger. You know, it has so many different names. But there was a reason for it a respectful reason for it. And we must go back into respectful reasons of coexistence. There's no dominant culture or dominant nature amongst mm. humanity. They're different, they're separate, they're valid. Every single one. You know. Humans as one. Different, sharing the same one experience. Yes, mm. yes, I like that. I mean, in a way, the concept of walking three worlds is recognising, um, you know, different lenses that we come together in. Mm. However, to learn from each other, we can all become one, but different, as you say. Yeah. And, and respect those differences. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. But, and, and that's, you know, three ways mm. or two ways or five ways or whichever ways. I like to use love as... Um metaphor when you speak about this kind of so-called so out there subjects where mm. I'd like anybody out there to be able to actually prove to me by showing me what love is not the effects of it not how people express it but just show me what love is you can't mm. but we know it exists so when you love your wife she loves you or you, whoever you love in your life you don't become one you don't no, no, you're separate beings sharing mm. the one experience. This whole notion of humans as one is also rubbish. As mm. one what? But, but love is sort of the glue that holds all those different separate 
beings together, isn't it? It's an understanding and an agreement and a welcome of each other's differences mm. to share an experience to better myself, yourself, the environment. It's beyond love. Love is like the air we breathe. It keeps you alive. Now you have to use your intellect, your sentient self to transcend the basic notion of love and never mm. fall below it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love you, Sam. I love you too. And I've enjoyed having you on our podcast today. <laughs> thank you. Because you are one unique man and that's why I love you. Thank you, thank you. You are a true brother. Yeah. And um, I'm so looking forward to catching up more regularly <laughs> and uh, I'd love you to come on and uh, have a good chat with our other co-host, Ty Tunga oh, yeah, and Yarika. Ty, we'll yeah, make that yeah. happen as well in the future. All right. But for now... I just want to say I love you, brother. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> All right, and so good to have you on. Thank yeah. you, Sam, and thanks, thank everyone. You. Yeah, to your listeners, thank you very much. Samoko Jayo Okos. I used to have a British name, but I gave it back to them. I didn't want it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> now, Samoko is a wonderful man, and uh, if you're ever around uh, Brisbane, Mianjin, uh, you'll get to see him and uh, his colleague, Nee, perform uh, down at Davies Park, West End. Let's oh, hope we're working on that if you more live frequently. On this planet, if you live in this planet, you'll we'll, always find yeah, it. We'll come to you, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you, everyone. Don't forget our website, www.walkin3worlds.com. Thanks, Sam. Love you dearly. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh.